You're listening to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast, where we talk real life, answer hard questions, and take a deeper practical look at the topics we talk about on a Sunday morning. To learn more about Sunnybrook Church, including our Sunday gathering times and opportunities throughout the week, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org. Today, we are talking with Pastor Jeff Mose. Well, welcome to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast. I'm Lydia Miller here with Pastor Jeff, or Dad, uh, and we are taking a look at week two of our In God We Trust series. Um, in this series, we've been taking a look at all of the different ways that we can trust God, no matter what the circumstances. Um, and I don't know if you're tuning in, if you've ever struggled with trusting God or never struggled with it before, but today... Uh, we're going to take a look specifically uh, at really God's role in the day-to-day stuff here on earth, His sovereignty, and how much we can trust whether or not He's in control of what we've got going on. So um, to just start us out, I'll start with a softball question for you. Warm me up. I like that. Um, is God in control? Uh, absolutely. Uh, and again, I, I think we should define sovereignty because that's a word yeah. kind of Christian cliche yep. word, but I would say this, it means God's complete control over this universe. So when we say God is sovereign, what we're saying is, listen, everything that happens in this world, God is ultimately in control of. And I would say emphatically that God is still in control. I know at points in times it feels as though he's not, mm-hmm. but he is sovereignly still in control. Now with that, I'd like to say this is That's very different than fatalism. Fatalism is this idea that God controls everything and you and I have no say in it at all. Uh, God has given a mankind a free will. So he hasn't made us robots. We have the ability to choose. Uh, And when we choose wrong or we choose things that are not good for us, ultimately the plan of God still is carried out. There's just some detours often in order to get there. But what it means in the sovereignty of God is ultimately the will of God in every area of life is going to be carried out. It it sort of dovetails into that scripture of Romans 8, 28, where it says, listen, in in, in all things we know God works together for good. Doesn't mean all things are good. Mm -hmm. In fact, you and I can make wrong choices in that. Mm -hmm. But the reality is ultimately God's sovereign plan, his control of this universe is worked out in our lives even when you and I sometimes have to be sort of kicked in the butt to get us in the right direction. I've always gone in the correct direction. My teenage years, always the correct direction. Yeah, that's another where, episode. <laughs> where, would, where would the line be then? So if, if God's in control and he determines life, but I also have free will, where do the two meet? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I, I, I think... There's a sense in which you and I can always sort of thwart the will of God, move in our own direction, but that ultimately, I think, especially if we belong to Him, that He's going to turn us around and head us in the right direction. It's one of the reasons I'll often say to people when they have a wayward child, listen, if they've genuinely surrendered their life to Christ, they're they're going to come back to Him. and why parents get all nervous, especially of adults, mm-hmm. that maybe they've walked away from God. But if they genuinely made a commitment mm-hmm. to Christ, I, I believe that ultimately they're going to come back. In fact, theologians refer to it in Romans chapter 8 as what's known as the golden chain of salvation, that those he predestined, he also called, those he called, he also justified, those he justified, he also glorified. Mm-hmm. 
that these are links in a chain that are inextricably brought together. They can't be broken apart. So once God sets his love and affection upon you, uh, glorification is going to take place. And so I, I think you and I can move in our own direction, do our own things, disobey God. But ultimately, I think God's plan is going to be carried out in our lives. So when it comes to his control and his sovereignty, is it, is it day-to-day sovereignty? Is it details? Is it, or is it more big picture? I think it's day-to-day. I really do. I, I, obviously, I think it's big picture in terms of the longevity of our lives and how it's going to be carried out and those kinds of things. But I think if you and I are willing to surrender to it, it's day-to-day sovereignty. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now, again, we can still, I think, do our own thing, head our own direction. And, and God corrects that not on a day-to-day basis, but literally in time. Mm-hmm. But I do think if you and I are willing to yield and surrender, I think he wants to be sovereign on a day-to-day basis. I think he wants us to trust him. I think it's much like a relationship that you'd have with another person. You'd say, listen, I I gotta grow in my understanding. I gotta know who this person is. I've gotta trust their character. I've gotta learn more about them. And as we do, I think we lean in farther. Mm -hmm. And and in that day-to-day basis, Mm -hmm. you know, we live under the control of God. I know there's obviously a trust that comes into play when you're thinking of God's sovereignty and his control in your life, because it's not always super obvious that he's moving and all that kind of stuff. So that's a question I feel like I've gotten a lot from my friends who aren't believers is, why doesn't he just make himself more well-known? If he is there, if he is in control, if he is active in our everyday, why does he go to such great lengths to reveal himself? Yeah. Or not reveal himself. Yeah, and here's what I'd say to this, and I don't want to be disrespectful to anybody except to say he has. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it for a moment, um, Psalm 19 says, listen, uh, uh, all of creation sort of declares God, screams of God. Mm-hmm. If you look at the beauty of the creation around you, the order of this world, all of those things, in sort of this general revelation, you and I have been revealed who the character of God is. We, we know something about him. But if that wasn't enough, then he brings the prophets. He certainly brings his word Mm -hmm. that tells us, hey, here's what I want you to know about God. Again, the word is not all of God, but it's what he's chosen to reveal about himself. So, you know, through creation, he's revealed himself. Through his word, he's revealed himself. And then we just celebrated this at Christmas time. He actually shows up himself. (laughs) We we said, listen, here's the reality. The word wasn't enough. The prophets weren't enough. Creation wasn't enough. So he steps in Mm -hmm. to humanity and he comes at Christmas time and he takes on the form of a man so that he can walk the face of the earth, so he can teach and all of those. So he has revealed himself Mm -hmm. in some incredible ways. Uh, And the reality is we've still denied him. So I don't think Mm -hmm. it's about revelation so much. Is it about the sinfulness of man's heart? The nation of Israel would be a great example of that. Mm. I mean, if you think about it for a moment, they're in captivity in Egypt. So they pray, hey, we want to be let go. So he sends plagues. They get let go. Uh, then he brings, you know, water. He brings manna. He brings quail. He brings a pillar of cloud during the day, a pillar of fire. And it leads them all the way till eventually they get to the promised land. Now they send out some spies. And instead of trusting the two spies that are saying, listen, God can do this, overcome the giants in the land, they trust the 10 spies about a bad report. And now, you know, they're mm-hmm. stuck because, again, it, it just is a not, never enough revelation from God. So, uh, again, I think God's revealed mm-hmm. himself in some incredible ways. It's not about the revelation. It's about our hearts. Mm-hmm. 
as you list off those things, you know, especially from the Old Testament and Jesus coming and all that kind of stuff, does it feel like he's revealing himself less now than he used to? I think so. Yeah. And, and again, I want to be careful with that because I think God reveals himself every day. But I do think at the closing of the canon of Scripture, mm-hmm. I, I, I think, you know, the miracles in Jesus' day were of a revelatory nature. It was to tell more. We didn't have the Word of God. So he would do miracles on a regular basis because in a sense he had to solidify his ministry and who he was and those kinds of mm-hmm. things. So I think we don't see big M miracles anymore mm-hmm. like we did in the day and age of Jesus because we have the Word of God. We have the revelation of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so in many respects, I think he's going, what more do you need? Mm-hmm. I, I've given you creation. I've given you my Word. I stepped into time mm-hmm. as a human being. And, and if that isn't enough, I don't know what else I can do for mm-hmm. you. So I, I do think in terms of... Uh, you know, manifestations of the Spirit of God in big ways, I think those are less because of the fact that we have the Word of mm-hmm. God. Now, I, I do think when God goes into a new area, I, I think it's possible that it's mm. accompanied by signs and wonders in order mm-hmm. to sort of give people an understanding. But I think we have really all we need in the yep. Word of God. Yep. So if someone does well on a bigger scale of trusting in the sovereignty of God, I know he's in control. How do we do better in the day-to-day? How do we do better in constantly living in yeah. and under that? I, th- I think that's a good question. It's kind of where I want to go in this message series. But I, I would say a couple of things. I, I really do believe it's relational in nature. Our relationship with God is much like a friendship mm-hmm. where, where you and I have to get to know each other. And so the person says to me, hey, do you trust me? There's really two answers. Either yes, or the other answer would be, well, why should I? Mm-hmm. Why should I trust you? And I think when it comes to God, if we were to ask, well, why should I trust you? The, the, the first answer would be this, is because his character is worthy of trust. Mm-hmm. So, so he never lies, mm-hmm. never going to let us down in that respect. Always the promises of Scripture, he's fulfilled. So, so we know the character of God. So first of all, we ought to lean into him, trust him more, because we know his character. But secondly, I'd say on a relational basis, there's a sense in which you and I got to get to know him. M- mm-hmm. Much like a friendship that's built and developed, I got to spend time in his word. I got to spend time in prayer. I, I got to spend time, you know, relationally, mm-hmm. quiet before him in solitude so that he can speak. Mm-hmm. Be- because there is a relationship that needs to de- be developed. Is not only do I trust his character, but now I want to lean in greater ways and develop this relationship together. Uh, third thing I'd say, though, is this. And remember the disciples said this at one point in time, but... My thing would be, and what's the alternative? Yeah. You know, where you look at it and go, well, I don't know if I trust God. Well, what's the alternative? Remember eventually uh, the disciples were following after Jesus. He had given some hard teaching and people left. And um, then he said, you know, are you guys going to leave me too? And one of them said, hey, listen, to whom shall we go? Mm-hmm. You have the words of eternal life. In other words, there really is no alternative. Yeah. So my thing would be when people say, well, I just, I don't, I don't trust God. Mm-hmm. I, eventually I go, well, what, what are you going to trust in? Because yeah. most of the things in this world are rather fleeting. They, they're never fulfilling. If it's money, if it's power, if it's mm-hmm. family, if it's love, if it's uh, all of those things, we really can't count on. There's really only one thing we can count on is the character of God, getting to know him in greater mm-hmm. ways. I remember listening to a speaker one time. They were approached by someone who wasn't a believer. And um, eventually he just ended up saying to them, listen, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong for a lifetime. And all I've done is try to love people better and be a better person. But if you're wrong, you're wrong for eternity. Yeah. 
and that always stuck with me. Yeah, that's an apologetic tool that yeah. people have often used, mm -hmm. but I think that's true, mm -hmm. is okay. Yep. Th then what are you going to trust in in life? And yep. uh, Again, I think if you can't trust in a God who's created this world and a God who's knit and formed you in your mother's womb and uh, allowed you to somehow be meaningful and purpose in this life, I, I, I don't know what you can trust mm -hmm. in. I'm excited for this series to continue on in the next couple weeks, taking even a closer look at who we can be under the control of or maybe what is taking control in our own lives that we need to recognize and how we can better trust God. So make sure you tune in not only for the series on Sunday morning, but also right here at Sunnybrook Unscripted. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org or download the Sunnybrook Church app. And again, thanks for listening to the Sunnybrook Community Church Podcast. Mm -hmm.